Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to Facebook Live. And we are live here, and um, hope everybody's doing okay. Facebook again is thing, so I really have a very interesting small screen, but I can see the comments. So if anyone has any comments, it's good to add them. Today is the 12th of January. It's amazing. It's the middle of the month. And for those of you who question, I do have a haircut planned on Monday. So I don't know how much I'm going to get cut off, but we'll, a little bit will be done. I hope everyone's doing well in this new year. I guess um, we wish well, to, particularly to our friends in California who've had this incredible flooding, years of drought, and now, of course, it goes from one thing to the other when you, you have very dry land and you get very big rains. It does help with filling up some of the rivers, but the streets, the trees, the pictures of trees being blown over or just the uh, trees falling because the ground becomes too wet. Um, extreme weather is really uh, one of the things about global warming. I guess in the short term, the good news is it's helping a little bit the reservoirs, the lakes, and uh, so hopefully people will not do badly, but we wish everybody well out west. Uh, we have a lot of friends in the LA, and we have people in the Bay Area, people in uh, Palo Alto, Indiana, hi, and Brooke Jeffrey, and Mike Federley, and all of our friends out west, Brooke Jeffrey, so uh, Reed Jobs, so everyone hopefully is doing okay uh, throughout the craziness. Um, we are, just to let you know on CTSS, we started this new case mailing, which I think a lot of people have liked this past weekend. Uh, Lily's been driving that along. And we are working on new lectures. I've done the quizzes for the first six months of the year and working on new lectures. Um, it's amazing how, remember, we put up a lecture a week and I know everyone likes to see that lecture, but it's, you know, it takes a while to come up with new lectures, to produce them, edit them, and get them online. So you need to do it up front. I, we put a new lecture up every Monday. It's not like I'm sitting at home Sunday night working on that lecture. Those days are over, so we do things way in advance. Um, and Lily just put up, if you want to join our mailing list, it's a good time to sign up. The, the link is right there. Now, this talk today is on hematuria, and I am working on a new set of lectures on hematuria. Uh, hematuria is one of the most classic uh, applications of CT. Chest pain and hematuria, the two biggest things in the ER setting. When we think of hematuria, we always think about cancer, a renal tumor, be it a, a, a classic RCC or a transitional or something else perhaps. But of course, important to recognize that hematuria is common in stone disease, it's common in infection, it's common in infarction, it's common in people who've uh, been dehydrated, it's common in people who've had extreme exercise of this, literally hundreds of reasons for hematuria, particularly microscopic hematuria. Important to remember, microscopic hematuria means the lab test finds it, macroscopic, you see it. Now with macroscopic, it's much more concerning. There, it's a high incidence of malignancy, at least 30% or more, depending on the patient's age group. Microscopic typically is gonna be benign. Um, a stone, infection, something like that. Not always, but the majority of microscopic hematuria, which is younger patients, is gonna be a benign etiology. So in terms of um, 
hematuria, obviously we think about neoplasms, you need to exclude it as I mentioned, but let me talk about other things with hematuria. Of course, one of these is stone disease. Besides severe flank pain, common presentation of hematuria, of hematuria cause is gonna be stone disease. Stone disease is very common. It's more common in the summer months and the winter months. It's more common in areas where people, um, where the temperature is higher because people become dehydrated. And dehydration is one of the things that leads to stone disease and complications of stone disease. So that becomes very important. Uh, if you're doing a stone protocol for hematuria, you find a stone obstructing the ureter, pelvis, whatever, in the bladder, whatever it is, that's great. So you really have found the cause. But if you're doing a patient with hematuria and you don't find a stone, there could be other possibilities. Now one caveat, with stone disease, we typically do non-contrast CTs. If you don't find the stone, and you don't see a stone that passed, you need to do a contrast enhanced scan. Remember that on a non-contrast CT scan, if you have a big renal mass, you'll find it. If you have small masses, you're not gonna find it. And so it's really important that your protocol is, and this is concerns me, I've mentioned this on some of our lectures, patient gets scanned in the ER for stone protocol, stone protocol is negative, they discharge the patient, the patient had hematuria. It's not a negative CT for hematuria, it's a negative CT for stone disease. You could have a TCC, you could have a renal mass, you could have a lot of things. You need to go ahead and do a contrast study. That becomes very important. Other causes of hematuria, renal infection. Uh, CT is not the study of choice for infection. Usually all you need is a urinalysis but in a patient presenting with flank pain, it's roulette pancreatitis, roulette diverticulitis, roulette appendicitis, and often it's gonna be stone disease, it's gonna be polynephritis. Classic pilo can be patchy, focal, or can be diffuse, can be unilateral or bilateral. What you see is decreased attenuation, be it arterial, venous, or delayed. Delayed is the classic way to see it. Remember all the work by Bosniak, the strided nephrogram, was related to excretory phase imaging because it was IVP days. So it's easier at times to see the striated nephrogram late than early. I will admit I like the later phase for picking up striated nephrograms. I almost always can see it on the arterial phase, surely on the venous, but sometimes you will miss it on arterial phase imaging. Now I see a few people waving their hands, so let me just say hello. John Biacchino, John's one of our senior techs and he's home today. Carlos Espinoza, hello, and uh, um, Mostava Nawis, and John Navenport is from Phoenix, and May Tikawao, May Bates. Okay, so a bunch of people, I don't know where they're from, but we're glad they're here. Um, what else with hematuria? For renal infection, what do we typically see? We can see the kidney enlarge, we can see stranding around the kidney, so-called perirenal space stranding. Uh, you can see patchy enhancement, typically decreased enhancement, may be shown late. You can see blunting of calyces, of course you can see the stones. Another thing that can cause hematuria is infarction. Now infarction and, infarction and infection can look very similar, they even sound similar, right? Uh, infarction usually it's either focal or diffuse. When it's diffuse in the entire kidney, it's very easy, there's lack of function, Maybe you see enhancement in the periphery due to capsular vessels. 
is usually due to arterial injury, be it trauma or surgery, and it's global infarction. You also can get segmental infarction, typically IV drug abuse or anything with embolic phenomena give you segmental infarcts. Segmental infarcts can look like pilo, but they're more wedge-shaped, they're sharper demarcated. It's important to look carefully at the vessels, whether it's global or segmental, sometimes you will see the thrombus in place. You could then give anticoagulant therapy, and if you give it early enough, the patient will do well and the kidney will be saved. If you don't do it early enough, you're gonna lose that kidney, so that becomes very important. Uh, infarction and infection are two reasons why I don't like non-contrast kidney CT. Yes, with infection, if there's enough perirenal space involvement, you should be able to suggest something, but if you don't have that, if it's early enough, then you're gonna miss a lot of things on the non-contrast that you would see on venous, arterial, or delayed. And the same thing is true with infarction. Infarction is easily missed early. Late infarction, you have wedging of the kidney, decreased volume of the kidney, all sorts of problems. But it's the early that allows you to make a diagnosis, perhaps treat the patient with anticoagulant therapy, go in and remove a thrombus. Things that give infarcts and the carditis is most common. You look at the heart, you look for thrombi in the atrial appendage. Thrombi-like infection can be unilateral or bilateral. Global infarction is trauma. It could be iatrogenic in the sense a patient with adrenal surgery or renal surgery or aortic surgery, you can injure the renal artery. Sometimes with complex anatomy, when doing aortic surgery, they have, they have to compromise the renal artery and they might try to put a stent in, which sometimes doesn't work. So global versus segmental, those are two things we need to think about. We also think about things like AV fistulas related to trauma, maybe a prior biopsy, arterial phase imaging, you see bright venous filling and a tract between arterial and venous. That can be a cause of hematuria as well. We talk about other things that infiltrate the kidney. Lupus nephritis is a good example, which gives hematuria. So there's a range of different possibilities. So when I'm thinking about hematuria, yes, top of my mind, renal cell, transitional cell. That's really good. But then I gotta go down, I gotta think of stone disease. I gotta think of infection. I gotta think of infarction. I gotta think of vasculitis. And if you go through all of those, there are other causes, and I mentioned there's two pages long from amyloid to schistosomiasis, and of course, I spoke about the kidney, I didn't speak about looking at the bladder, I didn't speak about looking at the ureter. Obviously, a comprehensive CT exam needs careful evaluation of the kidney, careful evaluation of the ureters, the bladder, the arteries, the veins, the retroperitoneal structures beyond the kidneys. So every study is complicated. You need to look, when you're thinking about hematuria, what could be causing the hematuria, including meds to the kidney, though that's pretty rare, but it can happen. So there are many things you need to think about. So hopefully I've given you a start. Go to CTSS, there's thousands of cases in the kidney teaching file to look at, a lot of good references, a lot of good articles we've written. And if you have any questions, let me know. But if not, I thank everybody for their attention, and we'll see you later on. And uh, have a great day.